Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Counterpoint. My little guys here, Dennis Matthews, VP over at Enterprise Canada. Former advisor to uh, Stephen Harper and Ooh. Annie Stinton, president. Oh, never mind. He's a small Uh-oh. business guy. <laughs> I don't know. Who I, was okay, I to your little guys. I, but, well, did I say it like that? Yeah, she my, did. My she little did. guys. You. I was well, going to say something. You. <laughs> you got to pass on that. I one? was going to say something different, and I thought that doesn't sound good. And in this Me Too era, you've got to be careful. That's <laughs> like, right. My little guys. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, schools. And the fact that across this province, they have been a mess for years, crumbling to the tune of $15 billion in uh, backlog of repairs. And so Doug Ford's cancellation of the cap and trade means that the schools in this province will have $100 million less to uh, go to repairs. I had no idea cap and trade was supposed to pay for schools, Andy, but um, what offends you more, the $16 billion backlog in repairs or the fact that they won't get pennies of the $100 uh, you know, million to pay for it? I, I, th- I think both, and, and I'm of the mind right now. That Doug Ford has been elected, he's been duly elected, whether I like it or some people. So let's give him a chance. Oh. And, and 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 that's on both sides. The, the fanboys can calm down and start twittering at any moment that he does something. And the, the anti-people should start to let him do his thing and hope he has a long-term plan that this will work out. I think... I said when cap and trade came up, I would have liked to have seen him selectively go through it and take certain parts out of it because I, I never thought it was that simple. So I think this is one of these things that we're going to find out. Oops, we took this away and now the schools aren't going to get repaired. Well, but they're not supposed to be paid for with a which is an essential slush fund. I mean, the cap and trade was I mean, the money only got there this April. So that money was not there supposed to be for fixing education. What appalls me, though, is that we have all of this backlog in repairs that I don't think we're ever going to be able to fix. Yeah, I think there's some tough questions to ask on what happened during the last 15 years. And, you know, obviously a lot of the money that that was spent and a lot of money was spent went to teacher salaries or other union negotiating deals and not actually fixing the schools. But when you take a, a like a sort of a bigger picture look, and, and this is a $100 million fund we're talking about here. It's like pennies. That, and that's the problem. The province is actually broke. There yeah. is no more money. We have three hundred and fifty well, billion dollars in the debt. The teacher's pension that would more than pay for that. That would, that no, no, would no, pay for that. Goes, but, because, uh, no, I say that in jest. But we're so at the point where me. no, we're at the point where interest payments are the fourth largest, basically, department in in the government. And so, you know, one hundred million dollars is a good start. But you know, I, it's unfortunate. There's going to have to be a lot more days like this than the opposite of announcing more and more money. I, I think people don't get it generally that you know they want everything, but don't realize that. They're going to have to pay for but it. But this was the education government that was, they were they were elected after blaming Mike Harris for all the, the, the schools back then were crumbling and they have done nothing clearly to fix up the schools. So they, I, 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 I can't speak to that, but I mean, you're in the situation that you are looking backwards and saying, oh, the Liberals screwed this up. Is what are you waving at people? Well, so, they're waving in the window. Of course, I'm going to wave to them. I'm hello. Not, Hi, everyone. Wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's two dwarfs, and <laughs> they're a lovely looking couple. This. Go yeah. on with your deep thought. <laughs> well, 
boy. You were you, saying you something. You see a lot of dwarfs <laughs> these days, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think you could, don't bother looking back and go into the, oh, it was crumbling before. We've got the problem now, and we need a solution. So I expect Ford, as a part of this, to say, okay, this has happened. Here's the solution. And I'm willing to wait for that. Yeah, uh, look, the boards have to open their books. Yeah, and I'd like to see some of the fine print on this $100 million that was going from the cap-and-trade system over to over to schools. I mean, I think we, if you peel it back here, it's probably a lot of really expensive $17 light bulbs and well, that's what the, you know yeah. all kinds of like stuff that really is not actually repairing the crumbling schools, but rather sort of under the guise of environmental policy that sort of disguised as, as school funding. So I, I would like to hear a little bit more about the details here. Did that show up in the audit? Uh, I hope it will. I do, and I think once we get the audit, I'm hoping to get these details because I don't know how you fix this. Honestly, we have we have a funding formula that is very, very broken in this province. We have schools that are underperforming that stay open, and then we have schools that are absolute like garbage, and the kids have to go to these schools. It's and I just don't understand how it we got have this. a new government, so hopefully there will be new solutions. Hopefully, and hopefully people will give them more than two weeks to to, to do this because oh, it's not it's not going to be overnight. You know what we're missing here, and and it does off uh it's the fact that there doesn't seem to be sent any center ground now there doesn't right. seem to be any let's get this done and let's forget whether who we are and find some centrist ground and i think we're, we're not going to get anywhere as, as long as everybody's banging at everybody else saying oh they spent this or they did that Let, let's see if we can solve this together like adults Coming take the, from take my the mouth, summer off and let's come back in, in the fall and regroup and then you can start yelling. Okay. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit. Well, let's talk about the, the big priorities because, in fact, they are not taking a summer break at Queen's Park. They're going to work through a summer session and they rifled off their um, their three big um, expectations of what they're going to tackle, which would be cap and trade. They're going to deal with the school strike at University of uh, York University, as well as what was the third one? Why is it out of my head now? Uh, candies for all children over the five. Bucket beer. It was not bucket beer. No. It was hydro. It was hydro. No, no, yeah. it was not hydro. Now you're getting it. Anyway, there are three priorities. There was but, uh, a bunch of stuff. That but hydro promised. was not their. Um, th- it was not what they were going to run. But here's the uh, reporters asking them. But your leader promised that he would make that his job one. The first thing he would do was fire the hydro one CEO. So why hasn't that happened? Uh, let me say this, we are working on that issue right now. Uh, we are five plus days, uh, five plus business days into the work of uh, the new cabinet and uh, we are taking that issue very seriously and while it might not be the first on the list of things that we've accomplished, we did get down to work right away and we've accomplished a number of things. Okay, it was a wind farm. They started cancelling, as they said in the election, that they would cancel the uh, contracts. Was that you're asking that question? Or yes. some cartoon character? Yeah. Right. She, so, she had a weird voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that. Yeah. But they did, met, they did talk about their priorities, and what reporters want to know is about firing the hydro exec. How important is that to get done right away, Dennis? Uh, I think it's important to get done within the first six months. I, you know, I think there, it's easy to get into a campaign. Everything is the first thing you're going to do. And I, you know, I think people realize there's a little bit of campaign rhetoric there. But you've got to actually keep your promise. And yeah, I don't think that that's in danger of, of being broken here at this point. That's but, the one thing I don't think he'll not do. Like I, that, yeah, like, no, I, I'm I like mean, not you can, you can, I, I would not not do it. But it's not going to solve anything. It's not going to solve anything. But I don't. I, that's like the last thing I'm worried about. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not worried about it, it not being done. It's going to happen. It's just, you know, a matter of when, and I'm sure there's some details that are working out. But, you, you know, you can't do everything exactly first. And he ended up, you know, getting rid of scrapping, uh, you know, the cap and tax and, and the carbon tax is just, uh, you know, a great beginning. But you know where he's going to get nailed? Mm. He's going to get nailed on the 10, was it 10 cents on the gas? 
and the buck of beer. Well, those are very populous things. Yeah. And I would guarantee that if you did a, a survey, that there's a fair amount of people that said, when he gets into power, I'm going to have a buck of beer and that's worth the vote. Look, we, did, we, did, we actually did a survey at, uh, by company Enterprise in partnership with Polera. And, and, and the, you know, the big finding there was the, this was an election about affordability issues. And you know, people feel like stuff's getting more and more expensive. And, and when you look at gasoline, that was a real, gasoline and hydro bills were, were a real flashpoint mm. for, for people. And you know, I think this is going to be a this is going to be a tough one because you know the gas companies aren't necessarily you know known for uh, you know I don't know how do we put this you yeah. know yeah, kindly, but, but the the prices just seem to you know be a little divorced from reality sometimes. And and you know I worry about a scenario where the taxes cut ten cents and yeah, the, the taxes cut ten cents and suddenly you know we find we're paying more for for gas than ever. And there's a lot of external factors there, so I think that's going to be a you know a tough one to navigate, but. Yeah. It's a good start if he can just get the taxes lower. Yeah, look, I don't care as much about the symbolic ones. I, I get, you know, you fire the guy from Hydro for six million bucks. Great. It's not going to change anything in the bigger nope. picture. So, But he'll get it done. I actually, the bigger things would be dealing with the York University strike. That actually yeah, went on way, way, crucially too long. way, That should be dealt with right away. But the, the, the thing with the whole Hydro thing, he's got the wrong end of the animal. You've got to deal with power generation. That's where all the money's being yep. wasted on the nuclear and this stupid bird blender thing the windmills windmills but they, that's but do you know that's, they hit bats yeah. too they yes kill they bats. do but oh. that's why they canceled a a wind farm in port elgin county that's a big deal today they've announced that which means that they're going to start canceling those contracts which they can the other side of that is what i read and whether it's rhetoric or not that's going to leave the government on the hook for 100 million bucks or well, something got the sometimes you got to cut your losses right <laughs> I mean, for for the county itself, they're like, you're killing all our wildlife with these things. Uh, and the bigger picture, though, is that I think in that agreement, um, there's some kind of uh, questioning as to when they were given the go-ahead, which apparently happened during the election, which mm. may not be allowed to happen. Mm. So they'll look into that. But I, I hear what you're saying, Andy. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I am Alex Pearson, and I'm joined by Dennis Matthews and Andy Stinton. Good He's night. texting while while you were talking. I just wanted to, I just wanted oh, to tell. I'm not driving here. <laughs> well, what, what are you, a babysitter? Like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know he was Captain texting. Captain Killjoy. <laughs> That's okay. I text too. Do you? Whenever not when you I'm talk. talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just start reading stuff. Let's talk about um, a little bit of spending by the federal uh, liberals. The Global Affairs Office has a very deep. Set of pockets. $24,000 they spent for 86 leather cushions to pad the chairs of the Mexican embassy. That's $286 a cushion. I mean, they were Canadian made. Uh, same office then spent $127,000 for 1,032 glasses at a cost of $117 each. Then the feds paid, this is my best one, then the feds paid $30,000 to improve on a name for its job training agency. They came up, they had Future Skills Lab, they contracted it out for tens of thousands of dollars, and the new name is Future Skills Center. So they changed one word from Future Skills Lab to Future Skills Center. I would have done it for 25000 I would have done it for like six bucks. Oh, oh, you're hey, underselling yourself. I mean, See, you're going to put it on business. yourself. Why? Yeah. You could have got 25 out of it. <laughs> yeah. But here's everything that's wrong. Look, nickel and diming on stuff, but this yeah. is the stuff that people get irritated by. It's the stuff people get irritated by, but it's also the stuff that happens when, when 
you're not minding like sort of even the big things. And so somebody, you look at Ottawa, I mean, they, they went from a balanced budget to now you're, I don't know what it is this year, 30, $40 billion deficits. And, and it kind of, it, it sends this shockwave through all of government where just nobody really cares. Like it doesn't really matter if your, if your department's a hundred thousand over here or, or $10 million over there in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But when you're a government that's sort of aggressively pursuing a balanced budget and trying to make sure, you know, at the end of the day, you've got a clear balance sheet, all these little decisions actually add up massively. And, and in that case, you know, you're going to have ministers sort of on top of the spending. And, and now you just get the sense they just don't care. And I know these are kind of salacious headlines and people will eye roll at the individual pieces, but they happen because nobody really cares right now in Ottawa. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what you should probably do? So you think the embassy cushions are a lot of money? Well, what, who's using them? people who sit in the Ooh. lobby. So I Why do know. I care I'm if the not, Mexican I'm, embassy has Canadian leather chairs? Could you not have gotten like a knockoff? Like a Walmart ha- thing? Well, what no, do I, those little patio why do they have chairs? to have, have good such image. expensive leather That's chairs? Expensive. By the way, Mexico's hot. Who wants to sit on leather when you're hot That's and sweaty? That's a good point. Okay, yeah. now you're an expert on Mexican bums. <laughs> no, but look, look, at the sh- look at the champagne glasses. I mean, that's an example. That's these things expensive. Are, these things are, are you 100... kidding? Oh, come on. These things okay, are 125 bucks a piece. When was the last time you shop for somebody? You can go to Tiffany's and buy $55. Ah, but did you read the little order thing? They are imprinted with the Canadian flag on them. So what? Imprinting them in crystal costs money. And $117 for a wine glass is not ridiculous. A Macassar one that's made in Japan will cost you 70 or 80 if it's decent crystal. But now, the everyday people aren't using these crystal glasses. I got my glasses at Ikea. They were had like you could get six for six dollars because that's how the real people live. Yeah. But these aren't the real people. These are the right, white Well, they work for, for the real people. The real people okay, are paying for these So how do you want to things? present your company? I bet you if I come to your company, yeah. you don't have Walmart chairs. You know, those fold-out patio ones in your lobby, do you? You have a nice... I haven't been to your company because you never, never invited, invited me. Yeah. I bet you have a nice big name and this flashy... But they're paid for by their private own private company. <laughs> because you want to impress your clients. Yes. And the, the embassy wants to impress... Future business for Canada. Really? 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 Yes, you think the Mexican officials will not do business with Canada because we didn't buy nice leather chairs? But you want to present yourself properly, do you not? That's the wine in the glass that matters, not the glass itself. Exactly. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, you don't know how much it. the wine costs. I know. We'll wait for that story. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. Uh, that, that hasn't but they're been imprinted. I think yet. they're quite reasonably priced. Yeah. Oh, okay. A sucker's born every day. <laughs> Whatever happened to that saying, mind the uh, mind the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves? That's two different currencies oh, you're sorry. mixing up there. <laughs> that would be UK, right? Oh, yes, I know. I know. You're such a pain in the <laughs> rump. Um, let's talk about straws, shall we? Because now they are considered the uh, number one evil in the world as the global crusaders fight all plastic waste. Um, businesses, you know, like Starbucks, obviously signaling the big name that uh, is going to cancel them. But does it make sense, Andy... To go after just this? No. I mean, straws are an issue. And it's funny, since this has come to mind, and whenever I get a straw in like a, a, a drink or something, I, I, I sort of go, no, I don't want it. And they, they've made me aware of that, and I'm not a tree hugger. What they should do is, a stop putting stupid things in Caesars. Have you noticed they put, like, whole vegetation in there now? Yeah, it's part of the fantasticness yeah, of the having a Caesar. I don't, I don't want lobster tails and stuff. Anyway, I digress. I... I <laughs> Thank you. Did you have any before you came on air tonight? (laughs) No, it's the packaging. The amount of packaging that you get. Now, I'll tell you who's dealt with this really well is Walmart. They tell the people that supply their goods. Oh, now you like Walmart. No, there's there's a very logical (laughs) reason. Because they're trying to save money. So they tell the people, the producers, cut it down to this. 
it's ecologically friendly is their story. What, the shorter straws? No, not the straws, the packaging on anything. And it re- means they can get more in a truck, thus saving them money. But that's money. not the concern. Yeah. The straws are going up like the nostrils of turtles and stuff. Yeah, but it's not just, so it's I, not just the straws. Okay, uh, so on the straws, I, I just imagine, here we're in the city of Toronto, mm. thousands of miles yeah. from the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, you're sort of, there's all these stories out there of all the straws floating in the ocean and divers and coral reefs and all that kind of stuff. Imagine the journey a straw would have to take in the city of Toronto for me dropping it in the garbage bin or just on the street, whatever, litter, for that straw to then make its way to the Pacific or the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, you could do an entire documentary on the journey that thing would have to take to get there. And this is one of these like kind of like ridiculous issues where almost all of the plastic and garbage that's in the oceans is coming from a few rivers in Asia where people just dump all their garbage in the river and it goes into the ocean. No, it doesn't. And, I just watched a video on it. In, the, in Toronto here, I mean, you, you put your, your plastic straw in the garbage and it just, you know, goes well, in a like, landfill. It's, it's like 20, 20 feet to the harbor right beside us. But I don't have an issue actually cutting back on, on plastic. I, I, I care about the animals. I, no, that. I, but, I, I but agree. But if you're going to go after the packaging, why aren't they going after the toy packaging? Oh, Hello, I mean, you yeah. could packaging. give incentive to toy company, you know how much? Yeah. You know how long? Do you know how long it takes to take a toy out of no, the package? I, I agree with oh, the, yeah. pa- the packaging is gone. It's like it's enough the, to be committed. Packaging yes. is out of control, and and you know, I, I, a couple years ago, I bought some patio furniture, and at, when I was moving, and out of frustration at the store, I said, I will buy it if I can actually leave all the cardboard Absolutely. and plastic here because yeah. I had no more yeah. room left for <laughs> for it in my own recycle bin. It's pretty sad. I have a special tool, you know, some of these bubble things that you need to get like a something out of that actually bubble has wrap? to. No, not bubble wrap. You know, the hard plastic, and it comes over like a bubble over the goods. You're looking at me like... An LOL doll? I have no idea what you're talking well, about. There's a plastic that oh, goes okay. over the... You, yeah. A doll will do toys. A dome. Yeah. Okay. Oh, plastic. What? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cut nuts. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I actually have a tool to cut through it. Mm-hmm. A special, mm-hmm. like... Right, serious. so why aren't they going after that? That, to me, is low-hanging yeah. fruit. I, I think they should go after everything. You can make biodegradable... Uh, water uh, jars. I mean, look at the number of. But you can't get rid of straws altogether because old age homes need them. Whether people when you get the illnesses, paper ones? Like, people who are well, lipstick, maybe, maybe. I love them. lip gloss. Hello, I love the paper straws. Remember when you and your kid and you sucked no. too hard and they, oh, they the stuff gross. wouldn't come through. No, you never did that. No, you never had paper straws. No. I'm not that old. Oh. <laughs> I, was born, I was born after the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> okay, on that note, anywho, um, that'll do it. Andy Stinton, Dennis Matthews joining us tonight. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.